The content of this episode should not be confused with treatment advice or direction given from a mental health professional. Nothing contained in this podcast was made or intended to supplement or supersede relations with mental health providers or treatment. While Jeremy Levitt is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a mental health provider in this podcast. The same is considered for any professional that may appear on the show. Their views are solely their own and do not reflect any company or profession they may represent. Welcome to Mind the Gap, where teens have a voice and parents learn to listen to that voice. Here we will talk with teens about their everyday challenges and accomplishments and learn what they are facing daily and what their needs are. As parents, we will learn valuable skills from a licensed marriage and family therapist on how to be aware of the gap in communication and close that gap. Welcome to Mind the Gap. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're excited to be here and we want to welcome back Clara and Austin. Hey, guys, what's up? I was going to say that. (laughs) Sorry. What's up, guys? Still your line. We want to welcome that back because we're going to talk about a little bit of a follow up with the dating episode that we had and the boundaries within a relationship of dating. And I just want to apologize in advance for my voice. I lost my voice over the weekend. I was at a dance competition. Craziness. Yeah. And not that I was screaming and yelling at the dance competition, so I'd, I'm not sure how I lost my voice, but you'll have to bear with me. Too much craziness. No more dance What kind of dancing are they doing? I know. It, <laughs> it's ballet. <laughs> That's hardcore right there. So I think we wanted to just talk a little bit about how to help teenagers um, find boundaries in dating and have appropriate relationships and, you know, maybe learn how to say no mm-hmm. in an appropriate way and um, go from there. I like this because I've kind of been thinking about this since our last episode and uh, I was just listening to it and something struck me that just, I didn't really understand the significance of it until after we recorded and it had been sitting for a while and it was getting edited and I listened to it. Um, we had talked about the difference between when somebody approaches you either, well, we were talking about social media, right? So approaching you and maybe it's an unwanted advance or an unwanted, um, pursuit. And I'm not talking about anything crazy here. Just like, obviously this person likes you and you don't like them back and they're trying to let you know that. And Claire and Austin both talked about how it was mean to just say, nah, dude, I'm not interested. And they just give him or her the, what did you guys call them? Dry? Yep, yeah, dry. dry texting. Dry texting. I'm like, after thinking about that and going home and, and, and I listened to it, I'm like, well, like maybe I, that's flipped. What they're doing is mean. And what we did is boundaried. And I think that's what why I've been thinking about this is because, well, I'm not saying what you guys do is mean. It's not at all. But the way me and your mom have done it in the past and the way we didn't have text messaging or, or social media or anything like that, but we just had to be straight up with the person and set that boundary. And that leaves no room for confusion. And, and so I'm glad we're talking about this because that's been sitting on my mind for a couple of weeks. I'm like, am I wrong? Like I, you made me question my sanity, Austin. I think there's a lot of people nowadays that um, lead other people on a lot. Oh yeah. Cause they're too afraid to set a boundary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Sometimes you don't even want to be dry because you think that could be mean. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to be like. So then you ghost them. Well, later. Well, yeah, later. well, not even like ghost them. Just like keep talking to them and then like, 
oh, this person like might actually like me, and then I'm gonna keep like, talking to them. <laughs> and then like sooner or later, that person will have to like ghost them, and that's even worse than. So what is wrong with just saying? We're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but what's what's wrong with just saying, hey, look, I appreciate it, but not really interested, and I get the I sense that you are. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think everybody like will think it'll be awkward, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to see that mm-hmm. person the next day, like, mm-hmm. just what, avoid, avoid eye contact, you know, it's just, it's kind of weird. It's easier to try to make them like your friend first, and then friend zone them later, even if they think that you're not there, just their, if you're not just their friend. Okay. That's why you'll talk to them a little bit. And if they start like hardcore flirting with you, then you could like drop these hints. Start being a little dry. Start saying like sending pictures like, oh, here's a picture of like me and this girl. Instead Stop of just saying Stop flirting. I'm not interested. Yeah, that's I don't I I, I mean there's that. a better way to say it than that, but essentially that's what I'm talking about. Do you not say it because it's too hard to say? Well, or- I think if someone like like, you would probably say, yo, I'm not interested if someone asked you to be, like, your boyfriend or girlfriend and you really weren't. But, like, since, like, I guess in our day, like, there's, like, this progression where you, like, talk to someone first and, like, you don't know if... Because if someone just said, like, hi to you in a text, like, you're not going to be different. like, oh, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Because then that. you don't know if they are if they were interested. Yeah. I get that. Because maybe they're not. But once they know, once you get it, once you, I think once you know, and I think there is a point where you do know. I get there's a lot yeah. of like unknowns for a while, but another thing that's scary about that is let's pretend I'm hitting up a girl yeah. and I think that we're she's honestly just a cool person. I want to be her friend, and then like a week after talking to her, she thinks I'm into her and she's like, "Oh, by the way, like I'm not interested in you at all. Like I want to just be friends." And then I'm like, "Oh, I thought the same actually. I never had an issue with that." But and then, then, then it's on, awkward. Then, then you're on weird. the same page though. Uh, but then, Unless but then really you're thinking to yourself, am I that ugly? Am I that this? Why did it have this? to turn if into she's looks? not interested? Hmm. Or That's any, like, any, you know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you mean. If she I comes, get it. If she goes out of her way to tell you I am not interested, then there's something about you that she doesn't like, obviously, right? Or she's just, you're not a boys or, or dating aren't, isn't a priority. That's true, too. And I don't necessarily think there's something about you that she doesn't like. No. It's just that you're she. She's just not interested in dating you. You know, right? Yeah, now. you could and just not be her type. Or yeah, she's just not. A, and that's okay. Not best for her. So I guess maybe let's let's define a boundary. Then I'm interested in what Austin and Claire. I want to know what you guys think a boundary is, because I can sum it up in a few words. So I'm interested in what you guys. You let's want a start definition? with definition. Let's yeah. start with Austin, then we'll go with Clara. A boundary. Um, are we talking within? An actual relationship or um, pursuing a relationship? Both. Same definition applies. Uh, definition. Okay. I think a boundary is just a limit or a line that you're not willing to cross and that the person you want to be with or are with can't cross either. Okay. I like that. What about you, Clara? Anything you want to add uh, to that? Pretty much the same thing. Like in a relationship, like knowing when it's like enough or knowing when to like stop. Yeah. I think so, yeah. So my favorite definition comes from a lady named Brene Brown, and she just says a boundary is simply well, this is okay and this is not okay. It's just stating or showing what is okay versus what is not okay. And she also says that boundaries are the most loving thing we can do. I'm interested as to, for Claire and Austin why you think she might say that. 
Think about that for a second. What do you think she means? That a boundary is the most loving thing you can do. If two people can agree on boundaries, then that's super important in a relationship. If you, if one person wants to exceed all these boundaries, the other person wants to set back and stay behind this certain line that they've drawn, yeah. then that's just going to create turmoil and confusion. And okay. yeah, I just don't, I think that you and whoever you're with or whoever you want to be with have to have the same boundaries or at least come up with boundaries to agree on together. Okay. What do you think, Clara? Um, <clears throat> I think, I think boundaries are usually put like in like a situation where there's boundaries, it's usually for the best, I guess. So, and like Austin said, if two people are both on the same page in a relationship, then it just makes that relationship so much easier and it's for the best. You're right. So I want to even take it back a step and let's just, let's not even talk about significant others right now. Let's just Austin, you and your mom. You have set a boundary with your mom, which you guys are allowed to set boundaries with your parents appropriately. And you say, mom, it is not okay when you pick me up from school and pop your head out of the sunroof and wave your hand and say, Austin, Austin, it's me. I'm here. I'm here. My, like, whatever, right? She goes crazy when she picks yeah. you up from school. What happens if she keeps crossing that boundary? So why I want to try to explain why this is a loving thing for you to say, mom, I don't like it when you do that. Please stop. Because if I don't communicate that and that continues, then I'll probably overstep my boundaries with her because I'm fed up with the yeah. how she's overstepping hers. So you, you just, if you do not set boundaries, you just get resentful and hateful. Yes, definitely. Right. And I've seen that in my own life. I hope you guys can maybe recognize a point in your life where a boundary wasn't set and then you're upset because they keep walking all over your boundary. Yes. Right. So. That's why I feel like boundaries are the most important things we can do because they help just the the people around us know what's okay and what's not okay. And then we're all on the same page and there's less resentment and things like that. I think that's so true. I love how you say there's less resentment because then they, if they choose, if they're choosing to cross that boundary, then they know what they're doing. Yep. And, but if they don't know, then you can't, there's no, re- you know what I mean? Like if, well, and there's things that people should know in quotation marks, but they're not all going to. And, you know, they may be naive or they may have been in a different family of origin or whatever it is. So you just need to set that. And then you're right. There may be people that purposely still walk all over that. Well, then it's your job to enforce the boundary, right? Which ultimately means the end of the relationship, but it doesn't have to go there as long as that person's respectful of your boundary. Yeah, but if they don't respect it, then what do they respect about you? I like that. That's a good quote. That's good. And I think as teenagers, man, if you can learn that now, I mean, imagine how successful that you two will be in life if you can learn to set those boundaries now in relationships, whether it be your family or your friends or, you know, a dating relationship or a work relationship. I think setting boundaries, that's so great to learn now as a teenager. It's an excellent skill. An excellent skill. And it is a skill because you have to practice it. It doesn't come necessarily natural naturally to us because we want to please people, um, which is not good. What people pleasing is the most dangerous thing we can do. But it's kind of I don't know, it's it's trained into us, unfortunately, and that's a whole other episode. But so when I say boundaries in a relationship, and let's just talk about with we could even talk about your peer groups, but more more specifically also within dating relationships. What kind of things stand out to you? Like what sound like are there any apparent or uh 
boundaries that are just like, oh yeah, that's obviously a boundary that I would need to set. Do you mean to be specific? Yeah, just pop out what what you, what pops into your head. Um, any sort of drugs or substance abuse. Okay, like that's kind of that's a no no. It's a no no for you. Yeah, definitely. Might, for somebody else, it might not be, but for you, that is. For me, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah, that's something that's important to me. Good. Um, for anybody like kissing and beyond that. You know what I mean? You know, like... Oh, we can say sex in here. Yeah, sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that word. You need to have boundaries uh, with that. What physical intimacy would look like. There needs to be some clear definitions. Yeah, I think it's okay to talk about there's physical boundaries. Yeah. I mean, there's even emotional boundaries. There's verbal boundaries. You know, if you're dating somebody and they're constantly, you know, verbally assaulting you, Mm -hmm. there's boundaries, Mm -hmm. even though it's not physical or... Emotional, you know? You could definitely set boundaries like, I don't want to be talked to like this. Don't say this to me. This is off limits. Mm -hmm. This topic, I'm not cool Mm -hmm. with being joked around about. Yep. That's what I see a lot. I've had that boundary set with me from my own wife because I like to tease, right? And she's like, really, dude, it's not that funny and I don't like it. Which is good because then I know what, you know, I know how to operate now, right? It's a bummer. It is sometimes, but. (laughs) Usually when we do when we do that kind of thing, we're really trying to take attention off of ourselves. So that's my own stuff to do with. So let's talk for a minute about what would a health what what do boundaries in a healthy relationship look like? I made a few notes here, so I'm interested in in, in what your guys' thoughts are on these. Um. So in a relationship, I would expect truth telling to be like a good boundary, right? I need to know the truth. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What about compromising? Is compromising a boundary? Um, that would mean that somebody has set a boundary and you don't necessarily agree with that boundary or vice versa. And there's movement in either direction. Well, setting boundaries, especially like when it's with two people is all about compromising. Like yep. You just figure out what works best for the both of you. Yeah. So the and if boundary, it works out perfectly, you won't even need to compromise. It's very true. Very rarely happens, yeah, that's true but too. very true. And the con- the ability to compromise is a boundary. I feel like just that. Hey, we have to compromise here. One or the other can't be a dictator. Does that make sense? Yep, definitely. Um, what about values your friends and your family? What do you think about that one? Boundaries within your family and your friends. No, like you, you're in a relationship with somebody, and they don't value your friends or your family. Or th- is that a problem? That's definitely That's a, a major problem. Okay. What about owning things and admitting when they're wrong? Is that important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that, do you think that happens very often in, especially in teenage relationships? I feel like ego defenses go up big time. Yeah, definitely. And you it's just, wrong. it's just not teenagers either. Like the marriages I work with, man, sometimes I just need to shoot some dude with a Nerf gun just to help him understand that. No, dude, like this is yours, not her. There is a Nerf gun in my office. So if you end up in my office, you may get shot with a Nerf gun. Um, we talked about communication a little bit. Um, what are like, this is a big one right now. We're going through like presidential primaries. What if she has different political views or he has different political views from you? You should definitely be able to compromise around that. That shouldn't be one something that deters you, deters you from 
being in a relationship with somebody. Well, and these different and, political views. Yeah, and, and respecting their view. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. because it's different. Yeah, I have like plenty of friends who are like complete opposite views as me, but like we've made boundaries. Like, let's just not talk about that. Yeah. Like, cause we like everything else we can still agree on except mm-hmm. for that, and it's okay. Yeah, so we don't get heated over it. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's okay as teenagers to have those discussions in a safe, boundaried way. Yep, absolutely. Because right? Austin, I remember in fifth grade, um, you came home and you told me that I think it was a bunch of your kids. You guys are all talking about religion, even, and you all had different religious beliefs. But your and your teacher was it, Mrs. Booth? Yeah. I mean, we can say she was great and a great teacher. So she's listening. Hey, man, Austin really liked you, but. She allowed the kids in a safe environment to talk about religion. Yeah. And they were all super respectful. Austin came home and said everybody was respectful and we all had different views and opinions. And I thought, that's great. Yeah. You know, at a young age to be able to learn how to respect somebody else's views and mm-hmm. listen and and then share yours, you know. Yeah. And I think at that age too, we were all too afraid to attack other people's religions and beliefs. I don't know if it it would have went the same way now in high school, but at that time in fifth grade it it went well. Yeah, you guys get a chip on the shoulder by the time you get into yeah high school. Definitely. Yeah, there's people I know that just aren't willing to compromise on that, and so they just know I can't date somebody that deals with this or believes in this, which is 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 hard. But well, yeah, if it's important for them, but like like when we were talking about like political views, mm-hmm. if like if it comes down to that, you know. Well, I always tell people, I'm like, you get to decide, right, who you allow in your life, and you're just kind of eliminating some people that could be really awesome from your life when you just say, no, I'm not going to hang out or be with them because they think or feel this way. Yeah, yeah. that's like eliminating half of your options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's half the people that closing you your possibly circle. be with. It's closing your circle. So do you guys have any um, personal um, – and it doesn't have to be about you, but just – you've seen evidence of somebody with poor boundaries and how bad it went. I've seen, um, how some people, um, react differently when they're with a person with just them two versus when they're with a whole crowd of people or mm-hmm. within their peer group, mm-hmm. how they treat that person when it's just them two, they'll treat them really well. And then outside of that, they'll kind of pretend that they're not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely a boundary that yeah needs to be set. That we're we're together and this is not okay outside of the relationship, what you're doing. Yes. Okay. What about with friends? We talked a little bit about this in one of the first few episodes where we talked about, you know, I don't like it when you joke that way about me or when you make fun of me. Um, Do you guys notice that? Do you notice your peers' ability to do that? Or is that just something that people just don't even talk about? Do people in your age group say, hey, that's not okay. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, like I've been in like a situation like where my friend has said something and I'll like think about it mm-hmm. and then I'll go talk to them aside and, be like, and I'll say, hey, that wasn't like you probably shouldn't have said that just mm-hmm. so like they understand. And if they like kept doing that again, it would just it would kind of just kind of deteriorate your friendship. Yep. And, yeah. That's the natural I end. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was there for it. <laughs> I saw both sides. I saw all sides. And it blew, did it blow up? Or did it end okay? It ended okay. Good. Right? I, I don't know if, <laughs> if we're talking, we're talking about, about the same, same event. event. <laughs> I don't either. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Wrong situations. <laughs> similar, very similar. They had a sidebar. They had a sidebar. Okay, so what are what are some broken? I, I created a list. I you know I, I just did a little bit of research and then you know just wrote down a few from my own experiences with teenagers and young adults in my office. So I want to know what are some big broken boundaries that you guys can think of or you can recognize that may be an obvious broken boundary. An obvious broken boundary is when somebody makes a decision that they shouldn't have made and they're, and they won't tell you about it. So dishonesty. Yeah. Dishonesty. Yeah. And that could be like with anything. So I want you to think about it this way. Like, what are some, here's a, an easy way to think about boundaries in a relationship. What are warning signs that a relationship is not going good? Poor communication. Yeah. Or communication was really good and it's starting to slip. Okay. Um, honesty. So honesty suffers. Yeah. Okay. You want to hear a few more? Let's hear it. I'm going to get specific. And these are things I've either, I've seen. I've seen every single one of these in my office at some point. Okay. Demands you be on call for them 24 seven, no matter what. Um, you are afraid of how they react to bad news. That's a warning sign. Um, they ask you to pick between friends and family and them. That's definitely a no, no. Yeah. Um, there's some really big ones where they like, they threaten suicide or things like that. If you want to break up with them. Um, they try to get serious too quickly. They belittle your opinion. That's one I see a lot. They humiliate the other person. I've seen that quite a bit. Um, one that's been in my office a lot recently is pressuring into drinking. I see that a lot, you know, where it's, they're, they're in a situation where they normally wouldn't, but because it's a special occasion, like a dance, they get pressured into it. Um, and actually with that, I've seen some relationships where, one of the two people in that relationship will either have to have somebody that is into that type of stuff yeah, or they'll try their best to pressure them into that. And if yeah. it doesn't work out, then they'll bail. So I have a thought on that. And I think that when we're doing things that we know are outside of our value system that just kind of eat at our conscience, we like to get other people to buy into our bull crap so we don't feel so bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like, at least this this person's doing it, too, and this person's doing it. Like, it helps our ego a little bit. It helps protect our ego. Um, what about, like, they're always calling you or texting you, wants to know where you're at. When you don't respond, it's a problem. You guys ever see that with your friends? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that before. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I, I saw one time where a girl posted on her Instagram it was a picture of her and her boyfriend and it was a long rant about how he didn't text her all day the day before and how she was mad at him. I was like, why are you posting this on Instagram? Yeah. And I was, I, I was shocked. I was like, it was just one day. He didn't text you back. Maybe his phone got lost. It's needy. Yeah. All right. Um, one that I see all the time is threatening to break up. Right. Like if you don't do this, we're going to break up. If you don't do this. And it's usually that person trying to control the other person. Mm -hmm. Obviously physical harm. Right. Um, verbal abuse. Um, calls you names or insults when they're angry. 
pressures into sexual behavior by using things like you'll love me if you, right? So I want you to think about, I just gave you quite a long list, but like when you think about some of those things, like have you, have you ever considered that you might actually have to have a conversation with somebody about those things in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you trust that person and you respect that person, they respect you, it wouldn't that conversation won't be as hard. Yeah. It's very true. Is it hard to start up that conversation? Claire, what do you think? Mm, I guess it depends. Like I think if that if that person really is someone you respect and you trust, then it should be easier, but sometimes it's like it's kind of weird. Like, how do you tell someone, hey, stop texting me all the time? Like, it's getting too much. You know, it's, well, it's harder a, in different situations. That's a sign maybe right there. If, I don't, if I'm having a hard time talking about a boundary with my significant other, maybe that's not somebody I need to be with. Yeah. yeah and, and with unhealthy relationships, that could definitely be hard to spark up a conversation like that. Because then you're scared. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they will break up with me? What if they get mad? What if they get offended and yeah, it's and awkward? Go ballistic or something. Have you seen the R. Kelly um, documentary? A long time ago. Or it just came out on Lifetime. Yeah, then that's not the one I've seen. I saw one that was probably like 2015. Yeah, this is years later. but Maybe um, it's not even the same thing. He Maybe. would use that same tact- tactic where he'd be saying to one of the girls he's with, he'd say, if you do this, you'd love me if you did this. Or stuff along those lines, you know. Yeah, and the girls would be too afraid to. They couldn't set boundaries because if they didn't, they would get abused verbally, emotionally, sometimes physically. Yeah, there's a there's a phrase we should probably bring up and talk about because we're getting into some territory where it's really a significant um, unhealthy relationship when these things are happening. But I don't know if we've ever talked about it before in the podcast. But do you know what the term gaslighting means? No, that is a. Mm-hmm. Very significant sign that you need to run from that relationship. And gaslighting basically means is that your partner subconsciously, consciously, nefariously, naively is trying to make you feel crazy. Um, there's a lot of warning signs for it. I'll bring up a few of them. One of the biggest one is they tell you that no one believes you. Like no one's going to believe you if you say this is going to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. They will tell blatant lies and then tell you that they didn't. Um, and usually this is a symptom of somebody with some narcissistic personality traits. They will convince everybody else you're crazy. They will convince you that something happened or didn't happen that actually did. Like it's all about managing and controlling. And I see that a lot, unfortunately, in some of the, with some of the teenagers I work with. Um, and some of them I work with are doing that to others, but for the most part, when I'm seeing them, it's it's happening to them. And it's hard because they rely so much on this relationship for their social standing or for just some emotional needs, which is unhealthy in and of itself. And so they'll 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 tolerate the behavior and they'll actually even start to believe that they're the wrong one in all these situations. Um especially like all the lying like it it's really meant to keep a person guessing what's true and what's not all the time and if that person that's gaslighting the other person can keep them just off balance enough kind of questioning reality just enough and they can control them yeah it's a controlling manipulative thing it's 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 a really really 
um, significant form of abuse that I don't think most people recognize they're dealing with. And do you think too, it starts, it creeps in slowly. Like yep. it starts slowly oh, it and builds to. and builds and builds. Yep. And it goes back to like, they, you know, when you put a frog in a hot boy in water, he's going to mm-hmm. jump out. Right. But we've talked about this before. I think with Austin, was it the other day we were talking about? It was, you anyway, but you put him in a cold water and you slowly boil it, you know, and the frog never knows that it's all of a sudden it's, in boiling hot water yeah it's the same thing with that yep. they start slowly and the next thing you know well they have to the, full control somebody like that has to bring you in first right so you're gonna get a lot of the loving messages you're gonna get the perfect person and then all of a sudden it starts slowly creeping in i got the list up i'll read it to you so they tell blatant lies then they deny they ever said something even though you have proof um and the little thought about that is it makes you start questioning your reality. Maybe they never said that thing. And the more they do this, the more you question your reality and start accepting theirs. They use what is near and dear to you as ammunition. Um, they know that you're like, so this example that gives us that your kids are important to you and part of your identity. So they'll attack your kids verbally, emotionally. Uh, they tell you to be a worthy person only if you didn't have a long list of negative traits. They're very, they attack who you are as a person. They, they wear you down over time. Sherry, you're just talking about this. It's done gradually over time. A lie here, a lie there, a snide comment every so often. Okay, Their actions do not match their words. They throw in positive reinforcement to confuse you. They know confusion weakens people. They project. So that looks like if you're che- if that person's cheating, they're going to call you a cheater. Right? They try to align people against you. They tell others that you are crazy or yourself. And they tell you everyone else is a liar. Um, so if you recognize any of those those things in your relationship, really consider what value you're getting. And I think one thing to consider is if you were to set boundaries with that person, how would it go? And that will give you an indicator of maybe what direction you should head. Just some practical advice there. I haven't seen that in my life, but definitely if you see any of those, that's run. like you said before, just run. Yeah. And I think too, and if we can get these teenagers to understand that the relationships they're in right now are most likely not going to be the relationships they're in later. Statistically right? speaking, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, statistically. Like, yep. It's it's pretty rare that you know somebody in high school and that ends up being your forever person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens. It does happen. But um, it's pretty rare. And Well, and even the ones where it does happen, they're statistically more likely to end up not together, divorced. Yeah. So... So, I mean, I, the, it's great to learn these skills now while you guys are teenagers, right? Because then um, we send you off after high school and you're on your own and mom and dad aren't there to help you and watch over you, you know? So, if you can learn those skills now before you are off on your own in college and wherever life takes you, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to have healthy relationships in your future. It's very true. This is the time to practice it. That's the hard part is... We want to jump into some of these things, especially relationships, because it's fun, right? But it's really a time to practice, and you're still preparing to have that long-term relationship. And most people practice until their 20s, so a rush. Yeah, and I think as a mom, I mean, I'm just – Austin's my first that's been dating. You know, Luke's coming up into it, and but I, I just watch, and I always worry because I'm like, oh, man, I just want my kids to make good decisions. I always want them to – be respectful of somebody else and somebody else's, um, you know, body, emotions, and everything else. And so I talk to them often, 
I remember when Austin started dating, I just said, you know, you make sure that you respect her just as much as you expect to be respected. Mm-hmm. And it's very true. Um, man, it, yeah, it just it's kind of stresses you out as parents when you know your kids are going to go out on their own. And and she would also tell me to treat them how I'd want my sisters to be treated. So like throw stuff at them. Put their head in the toilet. <laughs> hey, I, like, I like my sisters. Hit them with a pillow. I don't. I don't hurt my sisters like that. Oh, he doesn't. So you're looking for you're what you're looking for though is that person that allows you to be who you are and to be boundaried and they're the same with you. Right. And when you think about it that way, that's just the foundation of any good relationship or friendship. Um, my wife told me, I think it was when we were engaged that she goes, getting married is like having a sleepover with your best friend every night. And I, I believe that like it, that's the type of relationship you should be looking for. And when I work with teenagers, you know, I talk a lot about, boundary crossing because they want to jump right into it. And we talked a little bit about this in the dating episode. Like you're talking to that person, you're dating that person. And I just encourage them to really just focus on being friends first. Like maybe start in the friend zone, right? Because that's the foundation of a healthy relationship anyway. I mean, the person you marry, if we're, if we're doing it right, is your friend, right? It's like Jim and Pam. In the office. Oh, yeah, I can't watch that show. <laughs> what? I just don't think it's very funny. Oh, come um, on. I also dude. got some flack today because I don't think Studio C is funny in the least. Studio C is not funny. We don't Agree, think so. 100%. Not okay. with The Office, though. That one's really funny. I mean, I, I The Office is funny. Don't... I just have a hard time watching. Yeah. It's just not. It doesn't draw me in. They I had the story. perfect relationship, though. They were per- just amazing friends. Always right. laughing. So we're going to watch this together and do a case study and maybe figure out how it's not. Or I don't want to do a case study on The Office. I like to enjoy my, <laughs> yeah. my shows. So where do you guys see maybe your peer group struggling most with boundaries? This would be helpful with parents to know like where maybe they can strengthen their kids up a little bit. How we can help? Like where do you see like your friends or not even your friends necessarily, your associates, your peers, where do you see their, them struggling the most with boundaries? Um, I just think communication in general, because now that we have phones and stuff, it's so easy to just like text them, but does it really like set a boundary when you text them? Like, I think communication wise, you need to talk to them and have that full on real conversation if it's really that important to you. And it is so. Okay. It's hard for me to think of some advice because most of the people in my peer group aren't dating which is smart to be completely honest yeah i mean priorities (laughs) well maybe date maybe that's not right i i'm all i'm all for a date and i'm all for a relationship as you get older in high school but there are some kids that maybe just it's not a priority for them right and that's definitely i think the mindset that most people that i'm around take it's just not a priority yeah they'd rather not have to worry about having a significant other and appeasing them and setting boundaries like that. Well, maybe, and maybe they've, I don't know, your friends, but I know my friends, the ones that didn't, especially senior year, like everyone started kind of pairing off a little bit, but the ones who didn't were the ones that were in maybe an unhealthy relationship before. So now they're like, definitely yeah, no more. I'll just wait till. Yeah. Like past <laughs> demons. They, yeah. they can't get over it. I, yeah. I've definitely seen that. Which I don't get, I don't blame them. Right. Like they, they get into drama because no boundaries in high school. I'm not dating high school anymore. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, um, not going to name drop, but I know this one person that because this one off and on unhealthy relationship totally ruined her. She hasn't been with a guy since. I don't even, 
I don't even know like who she is anymore, honestly. Yeah. She used to be super cool. We were good friends. And then after this crazy relationship, she kind of shut herself off. She's putting up her walls, yeah, protecting herself. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think that goes back to <clears throat> understanding your self-worth, right? Yep. We've talked about that before, understanding who you are. And mm-hmm. let's not define ourselves by our relationships in high school. Yep. Or how many people you make out with or how many watches you own. Like all these silly things that we define ourselves on, especially in high school. But I think a relationship is probably one of the biggest ones. Like that's like the, oh, yeah, I've made it in high school, right? Because I have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and we're making out like house. Yeah. <laughs> I think actually we've kind of veered away from that. Really? Because it used Tell to be. Tell me about this. Um, I don't remember what show I was watching, but. Oh, it was actually YouTube videos. This guy named Cody Ko. Okay. And him and his girlfriend, they're like, I think 30. Yeah. They would talk about how when they were in high school, the biggest deal was if you had a girlfriend or not, if you had a boyfriend or not. And that was the biggest deal to everybody is I need to find somebody to date and be my boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. I don't think it's like that anymore. Well, I think it is, but not. I think what's happened is you guys have just advanced. And what I mean by that is... You guys have grown out of that now. That used to be really important in high school back in my day, but now it's really important in middle school. Oh, definitely. So maybe yeah, middle school. Definitely maybe, middle school. Maybe like we're just we have more mature teenagers now than we've had in the past. I don't know. How I would I feel agree about with that one hundred percent in middle school. That's all that mattered. Yeah. And you'd skip the whole talking phase that we talked about last episode. You just ask and you just ask someone out. Yep. Randomly, you don't even have to know them. Yep. Over a note passing class and you're not even kissing that person nope you're not even hugging okay so let me ask you this then the the term we used was nickmo in high school but i don't know what you guys use just random making out non-committal make out is what nickmo stands for um do you notice that a lot in your peer group because that's a boundary too like some people felt pressured to do that because they wanted to fit in do you guys ever notice like kids doing that i think that's a big thing in our what do they call it because at one point it was called macking. Could be, could be talking. Could be yeah, talking. Yeah, it, it could okay. be talking. I don't know. So if you're talking, you could be kissing that person without a, without a commitment. Yeah. Could be spreading mono. Oh. Yeah. Could, could be. be spreading mono. We call them Nickmos, non-committal makers. I call them Nickmos, yeah. Really? Nick-mos. I've never heard of that. Uh, I've seen it too where um, with your Nickmos, where it was mostly because one person really liked the other person, the other person thought the other person was all right. But they just wanted to make out, so they did. So they're using each but other. But they would keep them at a distance while they did it. Super unhealthy, super Yeah, very damaging. unhealthy, yeah. But it's happened. I've seen but that. the person that really likes the other person is thinking maybe my like kissing skills will convert them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> maybe they'll like that enough to over to not worry about my personality. My magical kisses. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's no, terrible. that's that, that never works. It's definitely I've definitely seen that though. That's an issue. Well, what about setting physical boundaries? I mean, is that something that that you guys see within your peer group that people are feeling pressured to um, go beyond their boundaries with physical? I mean, I've heard about it, and and I don't know that I've heard about it in our area so much as I've heard about it in other areas where guys are pressuring girls to do certain physical things. You know, mm-hmm. to well, I can give you an, be, I can give you an example. Be um, like, hey. Everybody else is doing it. If you want to be my girlfriend or you want to be in this cool group of kids, like this is what we're doing. So there's there's evidence or anecdotal evidence from several people that I work with in Utah um, or I have worked with in Utah. And 
Um, up in the northern parts there, there are more girls than guys. So there's a few things here. There's more girls than guys. So the dating pool kind of sucks for girls. Um, and so there's more competition for the guys. Okay. And you also have a area that's highly saturated with pornography. And the girls know this. Okay. So the girls are doing things outside of their boundary system in physical ways. Um, sexual intercourse. Um, getting right up to sexual intercourse, but not actually, you know, having sex. Um, even things like changing their appearance because that's what they feel like they have to do to get the guy. Right. So there's so few guys available or so few good ones in their opinion, which is just silly, but just their perspective is I have to do this to get this. Does that make sense? So I've, I've heard a ton of that. And that sometimes you even see that in smaller communities too, which is unfortunate. Do you guys um, experience any of that within your areas down here? Um, I don't know if I – it definitely happens, but I don't know if I just experience that because – well, first of all, I'm only a sophomore, so that's not really – I mean, it's still there, but just not with any of my friends. I guess I, I would mostly imagine like seeing that like – Seeing like physical boundaries being crossed when you're um, maybe with someone for a really long time and you just, well, we like it's, and they start to think it's, oh, it's not always fun to just make out, you know, and then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I saw with one of my, um, one of my friends, uh, the guy that she was dating pretty much gave her an ultimatum, like either you do this with me or we're done. All right, bye. And she said no. Good girl. She, yep. She actually set her boundaries. And he left her. It's pretty sad. And it was really kind of made me lose respect for that guy. Even though, yeah. I, even though I didn't really know him, totally lost all my respect for him. But with that crossing physical boundaries, I definitely noticed it a lot more when I was a freshman. Yeah. When people were. So buck wild. Yeah, buck wild. You guys go crazy as freshmen. Yeah. And I think most of the girls just weren't mature at that age. Yeah. They're, like you said, just trying to do whatever they could to please a guy. Mm-hmm. To. I definitely. I think now that I'm a senior, I see it a lot less. Some more maturity in you a guys. Lot, a lot more maturity. Yeah, I did when I was like a freshman, maybe even a sophomore. Yeah, the, I, I remember in ninth and tenth grade, like all the rumors went around about people doing things outside of their value system, and it was some pretty horrific stuff. But then to find out about eighty percent of it was true was even scarier. Like. Man, this sucks, especially because some of the guys I knew were some of the perpetrators as far as pressuring people. It's like, here's the deal. Like, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and put my values on anybody that's listening to this, but even if they don't feel that sex before marriage is bad, that's still unhealthy, right? Telling somebody, hey, we need to have this to fulfill our relationship or to prove you love me or take it to the next level when that person isn't ready for that but maybe it's okay with them. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do. it's okay to have sex before marriage in their family or their upbringing, but they're just not ready for a sexual relationship with that person. That's just really unhealthy too. And I, I think that's probably just as prevalent. It's really oh, hard. Yeah, definitely. It's really hard. That and the horror stories that we hear out of homecoming and prom where there's almost like an expectation. Oh, one thing I've heard is, um, uh, like you're saying about homecoming and prom, uh, I knew this girl that went took some guy out to Sadie's, and he didn't kiss her afterwards. Yeah, and people were like, "Like, how could you not? Like, you kind of owe that to her." 
I was like, no, he doesn't. What? No, he doesn't. Just because she took him out on a date. Uh, took him out to Sadie's. He doesn't have to do She was saying anything. she wanted a kiss. She did. He didn't. Uh, he was happy to go to Sadie's with her, yeah. but he didn't think of her in that yeah. regards. And so he was respecting her by doing that. Yeah. I almost feel like dances are like teenagers' room springas. Do you know what a room springa is? Springa? Room springa. Springa. Springa? Room springa. Room springa. No. No. <laughs> so Amish people. Before they commit to being like completely Amish when they're an adult, they're allowed something called a room springa, where they're allowed Is to. Is that go, where they're allowed to do anything? They're they allowed want. to go out to the city and do whatever the heck they want for a certain amount of time, and then they come back and commit to the Amish way of life. I almost feel like dances are like teenagers' ways of experimenting with. Okay, what do I want in my life, and what do I not want? <laughs> Which is hard because a lot of things that they're playing with and experimenting with are super dangerous. So definitely. I know some people that for homecoming and prom, they'll rent out a room. Oh, yeah. And stay at their room. I, I couldn't imagine my parents ever yeah. even coming close to saying, yes, yep. you could do that. No way. And now the party buses are a big deal. I don't know if your guys' friends do that, but a lot of kids I know do party buses. Mm-hmm. Which, there's always alcohol. Always. So, I really love that we're having these conversations because... I don't necessarily remember having specific conversations about this stuff when I was your age, other than just like in church, don't do this, don't do that, right? All the list of don'ts. But we should also be talking about all the things you should be doing in a relationship too. So I love this conversation. If any of you listening have any questions, and you know what? Feel free to ask me a question. Feel free to ask Sherry as a mom a question. Feel free to ask Austin and Clara as the teenagers a question. Um, shoot us something on Instagram or, or Facebook and and we'll be sure to try to answer that. And if you have any topics that you want us to talk about, um, more than happy to do that. Just send us a message. Now, Austin and Clara, any final words of wisdom for, I want you to think about parents, something parents need to know. Um, help your kids know what are the right and wrong. Like, not wrong, but like, help them realize what good boundaries you should be setting and any specific yeah. way they may be able to do that that you can think of? Maybe having, like, rules put in place. You can't just, like, let them go, like, go free. You know, you got to have specific rules put in place. Yeah, you have to guide them to making correct boundaries. Okay. So just create that open dialogue so you can help them help them make that decision. Yes. But don't make the boundaries for them. Let them make the boundaries. Ooh, I like Definitely that. guide them to doing it. I like and make that. sure that the boundaries that they do make are okay with you and with them. What if they set a boundary? What if a kid, you, Austin, as a kid, set a boundary your mother does not think is a good boundary? What should she do? Figure out a way to fix that boundary. Like maybe help them understand differently? Yeah. Okay. Because if it's not okay and my mom knows that and I don't know that, then she's got to let me know somehow. And you're going to go, but mom, that's so unfair. That's stupid. What she's got to deal with that. Just put up with it. Don't fall for it. Yeah. Kids, we try that sometimes to make them feel bad. Well, kids, we're, as kids, well, you know this. You're not that much older than a 14 or 15-year-old. You guys do anything you can to get your parents to either stop talking or to leave you alone. That's true. <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> you guys will say whatever you need to say just to get them to shut up. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> True. All right. We thank you guys for listening. Please find us, follow us, like us, rate us. It is super helpful for us if you could rate us because it helps us get 
um, some more listens, and we just want to make sure that we're spreading this word. We feel like this is an awesome tool. So if you feel like this is an awesome tool, please share it. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, we can be found on Facebook at mindthegap-teenstalkwelisten or on Instagram at mindthegap.welisten.